catching up with him. Really cool. Inbound. And good morning. morning. Wake up. Wake up. Wake wait, up. Wait, 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 wait. What the fuck, man? What a day yesterday. A ton of great feedback on the content about using foul language. Great post yesterday that you put up uh, given the, the double bird and what unbelievable traction it got. It's cool to see how it sparked a ton of dialogue, everybody's perspective on it. And uh, it's cool to be able to use the F word. Um, so most of the dialogue I had during the day with either clients, prospects, new people coming in on LinkedIn had the word fuck in there. So it was, <laughs> it was fantastic. I think, you know, we struck a nerve with people, people way too uptight, you know, just chill, just be yourself, live with emotion. So, uh, I was happy to share that, but I, I will tell you. Lori Salarillo sent me a text that she said, there's Bob. Boom. There's another one. <laughs> Great fucking Thursday. Man. So, you know, so, Scott Garver. Good fucking you morning. Know, you fuckers. You're all fuckers. <laughs> so um, there were some people who were offended. They took the opposite and said, there's no need for it. And, you know, rightfully so. Hey, listen, this is a free country. You can do what you want. But you know what? It broke down the barriers to people we didn't know who came into LinkedIn in a way that was really fun and really positive. That's the fucking point. Yep. I love it. I saw a ton of people talking about know your audience. You know, I know my audience. I know when to use it and when not to use it. And the other side of that is like, you you can never be everything to everybody and being genuine and authentic in who you are. If the F word and using foul language fits you, then do it because that's who you are. Good <laughs> Jake. I love fuck is a great blackjack. word playing blackjack. Now we got it. He's he's my boy, man. I love him. Hey, shout out to Bob Goldfarb. We have an appointment. Uh, sorry, a visit on Monday yeah, morning. We have a visit on a Monday morning. Jake is getting outfitted with Goldberg, uh, Goldfarb. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. Really good morning to Jimbo Evans. Good morning, Ann Gottwald. Good morning. John McGuire, good morning, uh, Donna Goldfarb, Ramon, good to see you. I appreciate the note that you sent me yesterday. Joshua Stackhouse <laughs> from Fresh Air IP, all good stuff. Jay, show me Christian White, man. This guy is so cool. Oh, <laughs> that's all awesome. the fucking ball. You know what? We may change the logo. That is There's up for that is up for debate. <laughs> and and Carissa Jones, much appreciated. I didn't. I don't know how I never saw that message that you sent. To the I link. Didn't I didn't but either. Thank you for sending the follow up with the notes because they were phenomenal notes. Got me into a great head this morning. Um, so really appreciate it. Shay, wake us the fuck up. So uh, I, I love Lloyd 
and the way he uses the language, he's just made like it a verb. <laughs> well, it's a verb. We're huddling, baby. It's not in the huddle. You got to be huddling like a and, mofo. And how we crawl with the OTFB, the iterations of OTB. There's GOTB, there's BOTB, there's OTFB, and obviously the original OTB. Uh, I love all yeah. of the different iterations of Good it. Good stuff. This will not go away. I promise you that in my content tomorrow, I have a little bit more, but I know you got a packed show. A uh, shout out to Kelly Martin. It was great catching up with you. Congratulations, all the good stuff going on in your life. Greg Goldstein and I had coffee, and that's a good dude. That is a loyal dude. Man. And he is on the ball. He's, He's getting on the ball, on the ball roster. I love that. And shout out to Larry Long Jr. I popped in on his midweek motivational minute yesterday, and uh, it was awesome. It was a ton of people from the huddle in there. Cool to see shows supporting shows and, and just, you know, everybody in our network supporting each other and sharing good stuff. And uh, that was really great. So you can't make this shit up. Today is national fun at work day. And leave that in another F in there and say, have fucking fun at work today. But I mean, you want to have fun? Shay, show me fun. Put your hand down. You smiling. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Football's fun. Fun, sir. Fun, sir. It's fun. Yes. You sure? I think so. Now you're thinking. First you smile, then you think. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir, uh, well, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is uh, it? No, not by now. No, not it's now. not fun anymore. No. Not even a little bit. No. Make up your mind. No, no. Think. Since you're thinking, now go on. Think. No, Is no. it fun? No, sir. No. No, sir. Absolutely not? Zero fun, sir. All right. Listen up. I'm Coach Boone. I'm going to tell you all about how much fun you're going to have this season. Uh, that's awesome, man. All-time classic scene. All-time classic scene. Listen, you know, I, I tell you what. You put on Denzel, I'm done. I don't Anything. Whatever he's in, whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm. Uh, and, and by the way, his motivational... Uh, leave behinds. His nuggets are as good as they get. Fantastic. His his speeches, you know, his, you know, here's a guy who came from nothing, basically there, failed out of college. You know, just there's, there's a good point to that. And I think, you know, everybody wants to have fun and you got to have fun with the process. And, and there is some fun to be had, but it's not going to be fun all the time. And if you think it's going to be fun early, it's not. It's so well, hard. You know, it's so hard to get to the top of the mountain. There were so many times that there are enjoyable moments. And I think back to when I got started in coaching. Like, there was nothing fun about working 16 hours a day in the beginning. I mean, it was hard. It was a hard adjustment for me. It was hard to eat shit nonstop from everybody that was above you. There were nuggets that made it worth it. Saturdays were fun, right? And, and, and the experience of being able to coach and develop was fun, but you got to be willing to push through the hard shit in order to get to the fun side. That's extremely well said because, you know, all the pieces of the puzzle, which we talked about the other day, make up the body of work. Not every move, not every day, not every minute is going to be fun, but you can have fun making 
fun of the fact you're not having fun. Sure. You know, like, oh, <laughs> this sucks, you know. I mean, this morning in the gym, Pete pushed me over the edge, and I was like verbally abusive to him, you know, saying to him, you know, <laughs> he goes, come on, embrace it. This is what it's all about. It's not supposed to be fun. That's the work part so that you can have fun reveling in in what you did. So it is cool shit, man, really. Uh, exactly. Well, let's really have good. some fun this morning. And today we've got a ton of content for you. We're going to talk about problem solving mindsets and ways to think about solving problems. We're going to break down value. Shout out to the comments from yesterday. Shay, do you have the screenshot to throw up there. Um, some great, absolutely great comments. I mean, Scott Graham finishing it off yesterday. Now everyone get out there today and kick some fucking ass was awesome. But I want to shout out to Chad Gabler, who I don't know if he's here with us this morning, but he put out there value equals benefit minus cost. And we're going to go into a way different mindset because if that's what you think value is, you're immediately going to product price and service and the selling journey and, and, the, and the experience of developing business starts far before that. And you can be delivering value far before that. So Shay, give me value. Unbelievable, dude. <laughs> so when you can have Teddy and Rick James in the yeah. first 10 minutes of your day, watch <laughs> out because this is going to be a great day, baby. Oh, and shout out to Scott Graham who finds oh, a way so to good. tie it all together. I'm Rick, I'm Rick James, bitch, which if you, those of you who have not seen the Dave Chappelle skit oh, of fantastic. him impersonating Rick James, phenomenal. So he really is Rick James. I mean, when he does the wig and the whole deal, he really is Rick James, man. It's unbelievable. That, that is a fantastic pull. That could go in the Hall of Fame of comments. <laughs> so we're it's a new category, man. It's for everything, category. I love it. Right, right. So before yeah. we hop into talking about value and breaking down what value means, I want to talk about solving problems because that's really the two things that you need to be great at in the business world is solving problems for people and delivering value to people. So there are six mindsets and there are six ways of looking at problem solving. And I wanna talk about this because it's before really great. That, that we before talk you about do that, time. thank you, Shay. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Well done, guys. Well done in the comments. Um, so the first problem solving mindset or the thing that you really need to embrace when solving problems is being ever curious. 
And when I think of Ever Curious, I think of, of Kai. I think of the fact that he will ask me why to every single thing that I could possibly tell him, right? He's constantly trying to figure out why that's that high energy inquisitiveness to be on a mission to figure out why things work the way they do and, and why things happen. It's that relentless pursuit of why, which leads you to the core root of problems. And I know for myself, I tend to, when I start hearing somebody talk about their problem, I immediately jump to, oh, I know what this problem is and how I'm able to fix it instead of just saying, why, why? And asking one level further, one level further, which will help you get to the root of that problem. Uh, so you, you're, you're going down a lane that it's really interesting. I had a conversation with one of the attorneys at Harity uh, yesterday and her a comment to me was like, hey, I'm not that great a communicator. I'm kind of shy. I'm kind of reserved. She wants to get into the LinkedIn thing. And so what I did was, it was interesting. I pulled a quote from Larry King. One of the reasons why Larry King was so great was he asked great questions. Oh my God, I you have know? it. The key, of in, the key of interviewing is listening. If you oh don't God. listen, you're not a good interviewer. I hate interviewers who come with a long list of prepared questions because they're going to depend on going from the fourth question to the fifth question without listening to the answer. I concentrate solely on the answer and I trust my instincts to come up with more questions. Bye. So I am stunned because I pulled that exact quote and sent it to her and it was like a light bulb went off, she got it. I said, all you basically need to do is legitimately and be genuine about your curiosity and say, do you mind sharing your story with me? I'm 60 years old to this date. I have yet to meet anybody who does not have a story. So that's a roadmap that could go on for a long time. And everybody has a different story, where they came from, what challenges they had. You know, it's it's such an empowering thing in those three words. So here's my I'm curious. Here's my problem with some of the sales training that happens within an organization is they'll give you the 21 questions. They'll give you the questions that they want you to ask to get to the conversation, which immediately pulls you out of being genuinely curious about what that person is doing and listening to what they're saying in order to go down the rabbit hole further, which that's exactly what Larry King's talking about. Right. And if you wanna be great at business development, you gotta be great at asking questions to get to the core root of people's problem to figure out whether or not you're a fit and you can deliver value. So the, the genesis of all of this you know, why we do LinkedIn. I have a guest joining me next week, uh, actually tomorrow on Tell Me Something Good, who Natalia reached out to me from Barcelona. And she's got a really, really cool roadmap about energy and the things that she's about. Well, she reached out this morning and said, hey, well, you know, how can I prepare for the interview? And I go, you can't because it's going to be organic. We're going to be having a cup of coffee. You don't prepare ahead of time. You don't rehearse it. You be present and let's just have a dialogue that we can let people in on. Those are the greatest relationships when you just show up and say, I don't know anything about you. Why don't you tell me? But people's tendency, especially in sales is, oh my God, I only have this little bit of time. I'm going to go right for the ask. And it just doesn't work that way. You know? And that's, so that to me is when you start building the sales cycle, <laughs> when you start building the sales cycle, 
and you're you're teaching or training people that they have to move from qualification to problem solving to contract negotiation to closing you're taking out all of the genuine and authentic question asking and development of the process in there it's great to have that as a roadmap hey guys we want to get to these points within some milestone in the process but if you're saying it has to go from step one to step two to step three to step four you're doing exactly what larry king talked about in an interview which is just going from question four to question five and not being genuinely interested in what the answer was to that fourth question i mean i've talked about it in my master's degree which you know i teach people um welcome robert knapp i had a conversation with him yesterday and uh, welcome to the fucking program, my friend. Dang. <laughs> you know, first, somebody new in the morning. A first timer. And he was like, he freaked out because I was hitting him with gifs and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, I think people get caught up in pitching what they do rather than who they are. The, the curiosity is not, I don't want to know how you bake the bread, man. I want to eat warm bread, you know? Okay. So, I'm going to move to value now because I think the other mindsets are great. And I can share that with people if you want to talk about problem solving mindsets and ways to go about that. But because we've started in this insatiably curious and how to genuinely ask questions and get into that, you know, if, if your first step in the sales process is qualification, you're only worried about how can I figure out how I can solve the problem for them in business, which there's a step before that which is building the trust in order to be able to earn that right to do that, which building the trust is how you build, how you deliver value. And so when you break value into an acronym, V-A-L-U-E, and, and, and those letters stand for something, the, ver the very first V is vulnerability because it takes humility, it takes courage, and it builds trust if you're willing to be vulnerable with that person if they tell you some, or you build the, the, the ability for them to tell you something and you're not willing to bullshit them. You're willing to say and be honest with them up front in the very first time you meet somebody. You know, uh, I say all the time, success leaves clues. People are so caught up in either their fear or their ego, they're not genuine to what's really going on. And people smell that. They smell desperation, they smell bullshit. Whose bullshit meter is going crazy when someone's in front of them? Go, come on, man. Just yep. cut the act and be you. And being you is really, uh, it should be easy, but it's like this big aha thing. Oh, my God, really? You want me to be you? <laughs> yeah, guess what? Everybody who ever bought from you bought you. You know, it's enough. You are enough. And so it's really interesting psychology because people think they need to be something that they're not in order to be successful. And it's the complete opposite. Because if you, and so the, the A, I mean, that leads us right to the A. The A is authenticity, which is being you and being genuine to who you are and being able to communicate, not in a way that you think your company thinks you need to say something or what you've em envisioned in your mind is what the perfect thing is. It's truly who you are. And, and I, I said it yesterday, communication equals relationships, relationships equals success. How you communicate, you talked about words, the words you use, right? We talked about visit, we talked about fit, we talked about value. The words you use build the environment for people, but how you communicate them, whether you're using video, whether you're in person and you're using your hands and you're just being genuine and authentic in the way you deliver your message.
Listen, throughout my career, there have been times when I couldn't figure out how I was going to meet payroll, but I never let someone in front of me know that. I treated them the same. I didn't have it create any sense of urgency, no pressure, no nothing. I legitimately wanted to make a friend. So if you play the long game, you're never sacrificing that short-term thing for what's going. That's truly authentic. You know, it's, you know, I, I would say to people, listen, if my house was on fire, you would never know it because that's not your job. That's not what and- That, ta- Today that takes me to the L. That takes me to the L, and the L is for level-headed because you cannot ride the wave of emotion with the people that are counting on you, whether you're in leadership, whether you're in sales. I don't care where it is. If there's a hiccup in the process and you blow up or you go down in the dumps, you're bringing those people with you. If they know they can count on you to be the steady oar in the water no matter what's happening, They'll turn to you over and over and over and know that you're – and I look, I, I, I worked with a lot of head coaches who were disasters on game day, who they rode the emotion of every penalty, every touchdown. There's nothing wrong with celebrating the win in the moment and saying, oh, shit, when things go bad. But you can't explode and go from one extreme to the other. You've got to be the, the center point for everybody to look to to move with. There's no crying in baseball, baby. There's no crying in baseball. So the U is for upfront. We talk about upfront contracts all the time and teach setting the expectation for people on what they can expect from you and what you expect from them is 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 the most important part of, of, of the starting of the relationship and delivering value. So so everybody has their own idea of value, value proposition, added value. That's the most ridiculous thing. Why do you have to add it? Why don't you just give it? You know, so I hate when people talk about, oh, oh, this is added value. I'll give you everything (laughs) I have before you even write a check to me. And they'll go, you know, that's where give to get came from. Who can I introduce you to? What can I do? So this whole idea of value stems from a very deep-rooted self-awareness. Do you think you create value? Correct. You have to believe. You have to believe that if I'm in your life, I will create value, not about my business, but just being a friend, you know, Ramon, he and I are going to be, you know, getting together this week. I know I met him in the gym. He's got like a, an unbelievable story. He'll wind up doing my, you know, my show, but you know, we value each other's content and friendship. And, you know, I could pick up the phone and call him and say, dude, I got a problem. I need you. That has nothing to do with what I do for a living, but people get it caught up and go, well, my value proposition is, is that I can, <laughs> ah. I can add toner to your machine. I'm like, what? so, so we're we're gonna run. Oh. We're gonna we're gonna have two minutes of overtime here because I want to finish this because Wade Heiner oh, sent us a, a, a video a yesterday. Yeah. Shea has to add a flash that says overtime. Overtime. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Man. I, love I, love it. It. I love that. So, uh, so Wade Heiner sent us a video yesterday um, that I thought was really interesting because it was from Jeffrey Gittimer who. Um, talks about, you know, perceived value all the time. And he drove a great point about you can't come with your value proposition. You have to find out what people need and fit what you do into their need in order for it to make sense to them so that that's what perceived value is. But that's still going to the transaction. You're still talking about product. And before you ever get there in a place where people buy people, 
You have to build value in this way. So the last letter, which is E, is empathy. And that's what being a friend is, is knowing that you're in their corner, no matter what, you're willing to understand what they're going through and help them, whether it be business, personal, whatever, and be there for them and give them the emotional support that they need. So um, what a great topic. Um, clearly not well-trained. People don't hear this all the time. Um, shout out to a Gator lady, Kim Kalp, um, is, is in the house. Um, if you're not following Kim, follow her. She puts out great, great, genuine stuff on LinkedIn. So please follow her, welcome her. For a, She does a cup of coffee thing that's really cool. But I want to stay on the fact here is that you know, your everybody, including you know, Gittimer, talks about going to business. I gotta get right to into them, I yep. gotta figure out where their pain is and then jam them with it. Yep. What happens if there is no pain? Yep. Is there no value? I think there's value way before there's pain. When people are willing to ask you, and this is the permission trick. Yeah, I don't pitch. I talked about it in a post yesterday. I never get to the pitch. Because if they know me, like me, and trust me, they will go, hey, dude, you seem to know what the fuck you're doing. Could you answer a question for me? And when they do, I have earned permission to provide that more value. I don't shove the value up their ass, which is the fucking problem with sales. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Excellent job. So that's your overtime for today. Deliver value. Give me value. Stay on the ball. Have a fantastic Thursday. Shay, take us away.